Once upon a time, I was a student at William and Mary. And every day, I had to get from Tucker to Boswell in 10 minutes or less. One day, I started running. And because of that, I got there much quicker. And then because of that, I kept running and kept getting faster. Until finally, I became the fastest. Once upon a time, I met a new friend in class. Every day, I walked from class back to my apartment. One day, I decided to walk back with an acquaintance from class since we lived next to each other. Because of that, we started walking home together every week. And because of that, we started to hang out more outside of class. Until finally, they became one of my best friends. This is the Steely Podcast. All students considered. Engage with us. For this week's episode, The Space Between Classes. What do students do between classes? Do they eat? Do they sleep? Do they do homework? Find out in this week's episode. We join our students as they discuss their time between classes. Ten minutes. For me, I I like no space between classes. Zero space. I like my classes being back-to-back, preferably just, you know, one right after the other. And there's a reason for that. And the reason is because I would rather have a long stretch of free time throughout the day, say before or after my class, than have like 50 minutes in between a class or an hour and 20 minutes between a class. I don't like it being broken up. I like all my free time all at once and then all my classes and just get it out of the way. Okay, I'm going to have to hard disagree on that. Um, especially when it's like 10 minutes, like that is not enough time for me for one to walk between the buildings when I'm trying to get from Boswell to Tucker, 10 minutes is not enough. Um, also and going up all the flights of stairs, like that's its own thing, but like, I need to check my group me for anything that like needs to get done urgently or like messages I need to send out or email an email that I forgot to send, or I need to text my mom. Like 10 minutes is not enough for that. But also I feel like. If I get all my classes done and then I have a bunch of free time, I'm just going to go home and then I'm not going to do anything (laughs) when I get home because that's like, that's my me time. So I'm like, I kind of like having a class and then having like a couple hours in between and I'm like, I'm not going to go all the way home because I have another class. So I'm going to go to swim and I'm going to get my work done. Then I'm going to go to class and I'm going to go home do nothing. That's an interesting argument. So you live off campus? No. Um, <laughs> I, I live in Drive Square. So okay. it's not that far, but like when I'm over in Boswell, because like a lot of my classes are in Boswell because of my major and my minor, I'm like, I'm not going to walk all the way to the other side okay. of campus just to come all yeah. the way back. Like, I'm going to stay over and swim. Yeah. It's right here. A little different for me. I live in Hardy, which is very, very central. So it's so easy for me to just go back to my room in between classes like I had a chemistry lab and I was literally about to walk in the room and then I forgot my goggles and it took me all of three minutes to go back and get them so yeah be jealous 
it's a, it's a good life living in Hardy. I gotta say. Yeah, I think for um for me freshman year, I had the same mindset as um, you, Ryan. Like having all my classes back to back, but that was because I lived on campus. But now, like senior year, I'm off campus over in like Midtown Apartments. If y'all know where that's at. So I just made my schedule where I put some hours between my classes because, I mean, I can't go back. Um, I'm not going to go back to the apartment because that's, like, too far. So I just kind of, like, go find somewhere to sit. And I take naps. I don't do work. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but trying to do work in between class, I just can't do it. Um, so, yeah, I just have to relax. I think I'm the same way as Jess. I would like to space it out a little bit and do my readings right before class or get done some work that I need to get done. Um, because I also live off campus and I'm not going back to my house in between <laughs> classes because then I will just fall asleep. Um, but I definitely think that having a little space in between classes and then getting your work done or preparing for the next class is definitely the way to go. Works for me. And I think that's probably the best I could do. <laughs> I have a question for everyone. Who will like actually take a nap in the middle of the day or like take a nap between classes because I am always like too stressed that I'm gonna sleep through my second class if I do that. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know, mad respect to the people who can. But... For me, it's not that I feel like I'm gonna sleep through. I just always feel like I have things I need to get done that I can't sleep. So I'm always just like getting a coffee so that I won't fall asleep and just doing my work like when I have time in between stuff. Maybe I'm just built different from y'all. I don't know. I can easily go to sleep. I'm knocked out. Um, I set an alarm, though, so I don't oversleep or anything, but I go to sleep. You see, I'm a heavy sleeper, and I have a tendency to sleep through alarms. Mm. Um, so it really stresses me out if I take a nap in between classes, and I end up like not falling asleep for an hour and then oversleeping. Um, so it, it really... It really didn't work well when I tried that one time. What you need, what you need is you need one of those like alarm bracelets that oh, no. shocks you awake that's, with like impulses. That's a lot. One one of my friends uh, back home, he's an electrician, has to wake up at like three thirty in the morning. He has one of like the bed shaker alarms that like connects to like something under your bed and it shakes your bed wow. so it wakes you up. Um, I kind of want to get one of those. <laughs> I think it would just be, you know, fun, you know, like you're sitting on the bed and it starts, it's like an earthquake. It'd be like... Because <laughs> earthquakes are so fun. <laughs> well, no, no. Obviously, real earthquakes are bad, but like pretending there's one and you have to like run through the scenario, that could be entertaining. I, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. The panic of having to like just get up and go. I see what you mean. Given how many monster energies I drink, I would probably have a heart attack if I did that though. <laughs> Have you all seen those alarm clocks that, like, they, like, roll around your room and you have to, like, get up and go catch it? Uh -uh. It's like a little robot. I feel much. like that's the only thing that would work for me, but also, like, I have, like, a roommate that's, like, the walls are so thin, and I feel like if it was going off, it would just, like, bug her to no end. Mm. That's like having a child. Like, to <laughs> get up and go chase my, it. My alarm clock makes me do uh, three long division problems. When I wake up. I can't even do a long division problem. And it's not easy long division. It's like three digit numbers. But like if I don't do it, I'll fall asleep. Why? If I don't do it, I'll fall asleep. What if you can't get the problem right? <laughs> the, alarm, the alarm keeps going off. And it's, by the way, it's the worst alarm sound ever. It's like an air raid siren. 
Can I just say that I don't think that would ever work for me because, uh, like Sam, I'm a heavy sleeper. And there have been times where my phone, I use my phone as my alarm, and it is g- fully going off, and the alarm becomes part of my dream. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. do not wake up. It becomes wow. part of the dream. It's some sound of the dream and it just keeps going. You are listening to the S T L I. What is that spell? Steely! You're listening to the Studio for Teaching and Learning Innovations podcast. All students considered, engage with us. Well, we've talked about 10 minutes in between classes. How does that commute work when you're bobbing and weaving through an endless sea of William & Mary students trying to get to class? Is, that, is 10 minutes enough? How's the commute? Do you feel like you're dodging people as you're walking through campus? What is the most hectic spot on campus? As a person with a bicycle, I would say it's definitely a struggle to try to weave through some people, especially those people who are just mindlessly walking with their phones in their face and just have no clue what's going on around them. Um, As far as like the worst places, uh, Sunken Gardens, definitely those paths in front of the in front of the um, class halls, Mm -hmm. they are very, very terrible to try to ride around, especially those uneven bricks. They'll get you every single time. But I find that 10 minutes isn't terrible. All my classes seem to be pretty close together. I'm a STEM major, so they're all like within the same area, like by the library, either in ISC or small hall, like in that general area. And if I do happen to have a humanities class, it's like spaced out like an hour or so, so I don't have to like ever rush anywhere. Um, For me, like this semester specifically, um, my classes are like really spaced out. Um, So like one class is in Boswell and then the other one's in Tucker. So that's why I had to like go ahead and put like two hours between my classes because there's no way I was going to make it in 10 minutes. And I don't have a bike, so I walk to all my classes and I'm not about to run (laughs) to the class and get in there sweaty and just not comfortable and able to do my work. So um, yeah, I was going to agree with Sunken Garden being the most chaotic, like I do that pathway to get over to Tucker from Boswell and I don't know, sometimes I just have to like brush through people and like use my shoulder to get through because some people just move really slow and it, it, that walk, I don't know, <laughs> it's, it is bad. It's interesting to me that Tucker to Boswell keeps coming up. You mentioned earlier that 10 minutes is not enough to get from Tucker to Boswell. Yeah, I have to get to Tucker right after this at 1. I, <laughs> I'm gonna, it's gonna every be Tuesday and Thursday, I have 10 minutes to get from Tucker to Boswell. And I have never been late. And not only that, but each time I time myself on how fast I can get there, taking various routes. And do you know what my world record is? I think this is the fastest Tucker to Boswell time on record. It's six minutes. Sprinting? Ta- no, yeah. <laughs> I took breaks. I did run a little, but I did take breaks. See, you, I took walk breaks. Run. No, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to be the person that runs to it's, class. It's inter, it's interval training. I do oh like God. high intensity interval. I, I do like 15 seconds running and then 30 seconds walking, and I made it there in six minutes. I had time to use the restroom in between classes. Honestly, life hack, because then you don't even have to work out. During exactly. Like, that's just your exactly. Okay, no. <laughs> I, I think you also have to account for, like, leg length 
We're getting more technical here. <laughs> like, I'm so, like, I know I look kind of tall. My legs are so short. I take, like, tiny little baby steps. Oh, it's so I'm, hard for I'm me. not exactly a, a tall man. Uh, I'm 5'8". I'm I'm, that's tall, taller than most people, than the not average most men. person. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, like, me trying to get from, like, I've had to do it where I've gone from either here to Tucker or Tucker to Boswell for whatever reason not classes because i make sure that i schedule my classes so that i don't have to do that but like i'm like running over there and i'm like i'm already like nine minutes like i have to go up three flights of stairs i'm exhausted i'm sweaty because it's humid outside like it's a bad time and i just don't want to have to deal with that because then i'm going to sit in class and i'm going to be like just thinking about how i want to shower when i get home because i feel disgusting Mm -hmm. So, personally, not for me. See, for me, all those things you just listed are bonuses. Oh, I look, oh, I look forward to the race. I, I look forward to the challenge. Yeah, I love being sweaty and disgusting. Well, <laughs> it, won't, it, it, you, it won't be hot, you know, October, November, oh, December. it'll be hot in October. But what about <laughs> August and Virginia. September? Three is what if I slip on the ice while I'm trying to sprint to my class? (laughs) You'll probably get there quicker because you'll slide along the ice. Should we should we make like a contest like who can like luge to class (laughs) the fastest? Yes. I'll be ready to bob sledding down Landrum. (laughs) (laughs) Students would look forward to their commute to class if it was a challenge. There should be like obstacle courses. Class within itself is already a challenge. (laughs) The distance is already an obstacle enough. Like we don't need to add more more elements to that. Yeah, I'm not jumping through hoops going from Tucker to Boswell. I'm, I'm ready y'all are to be no late. fun. I'm ready to be at the y'all don't teacher wanna ha- Y'all don't want to have fun during the school day? <laughs> I'm so ready to tell the teacher, yeah, I'm going to be five minutes late every single class because I'm coming from well, you won't, well. You'll be wait. You'll be late like the first two weeks, but then your body will adjust and you'll be... No, because not only then will I'll be you, used to being not five only minutes will your, late. Not only will your mind be trained by the classes, but your body will become like an Olympic athlete by the end of the semester. <laughs> I'm already late just walking to class, like a regular walk, and you're talking about doing obstacles. Like, I'm going to be real late. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to be bobbing and weaving through students and obstacles. No, yeah. that's not happening. Okay, I have to say, like, no one's going to be an Olympic athlete at the end of the semester. I will be. No, no. I, have to say, <laughs> I believe that. I oh had a class my freshman year. I was taking 8 a.m. Japanese because that was the only one open and I needed to fulfill my language requirement. And it was top floor Boswell. So every morning I was walking and I was walking up three flights of stairs every morning Monday through Friday and it did not get easier. No offense, but that's kind of a choice because there is literally an elevator in this building. Do you know how long that elevator takes? It doesn't take as long as it takes takes so long. There have been times where I called the elevator down to the ground floor and it didn't it would come down to the first floor and then it would start going back up. And I'm like that's never been my experience. I've had a class third floor of Boswell and I've never taken the stairs. I've always waited for the elevator. Always yeah i'm 100 percent a stairs guy compared to an elevator guy in this building i just feel like you can move much more swiftly up the stairs 
This is the Steely Podcast. Students learning from teachers and teachers learning from students. All students considered. Okay, so I think we're going to talk about the balance between work and school, extracurriculars, all that jazz that we do in our daily lives. Um, I know that there is never enough time in the day for me to get things done. Um, what about you guys? How do you feel about your the balance in your life right now? I definitely feel as if William & Mary is a bubble in which a lot of people here think that there is more than 24 hours a day. <laughs> and so a lot of people will try to juggle an 18 credit course load with five clubs and also a part-time job. And it's like, they think that there are 72 hours in a day. And I'm like, I don't know how people do it. But it's kind of like the norm to like just be juggling all these things and just be like getting through it. And I'm just like, wow, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not like that. <laughs> I feel like for me, I still have yet to find my balance yet. Um, and what are we, like three weeks into the semester, two, three weeks? And I still don't have a, a balance yet. Like, I'm really struggling. Um, I was just, like, talking to my mom this past weekend about, like, how I'm already stressing. And I'm like, that can't be good. Like, we just start semester, and I'm already stressing. Like, I'm not trying to finish this semester like that. So I'm still, like, trying to find ways to find my balance and like stop stressing because I feel like it's just kind of too early for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it usually takes me a little while to find my rhythm in the school year. Um, definitely at the start of the semester, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to balance like social clubs and sports clubs and school and STLIs sometimes overwhelming, but I feel like once you get your rhythm down, then good to go but at the beginning of the semester it's just tough coming back from the summer uh, I was like working 40-hour work weeks and going to the gym after and everything and it was that I got into that rhythm and then as soon as I was like out of it I just felt lost (laughs) yeah I mean I think there's a lot to be said about like having a scheduled kind of structure that you can just kind of depend on and everyone kind of follows it. Whereas like when you're at college, you kind of have to make your own schedule. And I know that I'm not the best at it, which is why I have to schedule my classes in such a way that I can like make some structure for myself. Um, I mean, I know right now, like I'm obviously working at Steely. I work another job. I have all of my classes and I'm president of a student org. And like even just that in itself is so much. And you know, I'm a senior, I've been doing this for a while and I still like can't figure everything out. Um, You know, I wanna do more clubs, I wanna do more stuff, but I feel like I struggle to find more balance even with just the things that I'm doing right now. I think these are all like really, really great points. Like even when you're a senior, it's still difficult to find like your groove and things and like what, how many credits is going to balance out your clubs and your work and all that. But I think it's really important to also mention just regular college life balance. Like we all still have lives outside of this school. Like I live just an hour away in Chesapeake and it's like 
my family still has like ties to me and I still go home like whenever I can and it's also just like really difficult to still keep up with those relationships and those things that I have outside of school while also dealing with school and everything that goes on with the school work clubs all of that yeah I agree it's it's it really is like there's not enough hours in the day sometimes and you know maybe in the future William & Mary like you know far future should consider opening up a, a campus on Mars as well so that you know there will be enough hours in the day <laughs> this is the Steely Podcast all students considered in this next segment one of our very own Steelys Grace Helmick joins our student partners as they discuss ways students can keep balance between their social and their educational lives. So what does it look like? I guess, you know, the space the space in between classes. You know, last week we were talking about size and if it matters, and I think we came out with it does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, is, that, is that the that, consensus? That was the group consensus, yes. Okay, so, you know, distance is also a size, mm-hmm. and, you know, the time between classes is a span of time. It is a distance, it is a length in which we are not actively engaged as students, but yet maybe we're still learning, maybe we're still going to things, maybe we're still having conversations that have to do with learning in class. So what does, just I guess in a quick little paragraph, what does your life look like when you're not in class? Well, I think it's a good backdrop for us to just kind of understand that, you know, for us, we've attended William and Mary and we have a pretty uh, positively sized school like it's not too big it's not tiny Um, it takes you about 15 minutes to to get across the campus but I think most people would really say that they enjoy the size of the campus so it's not too big it's just right it is just right yeah but some people say 10 minutes in between class isn't enough that is true I have heard that which I actually disagree with I feel like as long as you kind of put a little pep in your step maybe you know, don't say hi to as many people. I think you can really make it across. I agree. This is true, but also I definitely had classes in Tucker and then had to run to Morton, or I guess Boswell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that is quite some pep in my five-foot-five step. <laughs> oh, yes. I just got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it also comes into play. I, I've taken classes in the business school and then like in Sunken Gardens, and I think that you know taking those classes, maybe you should plan a little bit. Um, so I, I think that is a necessary part of like. Are you saying I can't plan? plan? No, I'm saying I couldn't plan. It sounds no, like it sounds like he's saying you like can't, plan. can't plan. Well, no, this is a self-inflicted wound, but. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's also, you know, in addition to like the literal, like we have ten minutes between classes. There's also just kind of this more abstract idea of like, you know, what does the space between classes look like? Is it, you know, being used to study? Or are you using it to unwind? You know mm-hmm. what? What does it look like when you're not sitting, you know, in front of a professor or in a classroom or you're in a lab? You know, what 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 are you doing? You know, how are you making it through your day? If I have another class and but like a little space in between, I'll use that time to do work because um, when I get home, it's me time and not much work gets done. I think the more that we like as students, from what I found, adhere to like the nine to five thing. Um, where you do work until five, maybe get up in the morning, don't sleep in, get your stuff done, and then relax. Really helps you recharge at night, kind of attack the next day um, with a full head of steam. I think once you start 
needing to do work at you know 11, 12, 1 a.m., then you're really throwing off your, your work rhythm and the next day's rhythm because you're not gonna be the same the next day. Um, so if you're actually working diligently throughout the day, when you have those class breaks, I think it can really help. While you're saying this, it does remind me of a couple nights in the chapter house where you would be up all night you and Blake were the, like the two night owls who would do work all hours of the day. That is true. Um, I think at certain points I had a lot of responsibilities that <laughs> I had to deal with other people only throughout the day, and so they would really distract me from doing mm-hmm. what I personally needed to do. So I think if I were to do you know, a sophomore or junior year again, I would definitely teach myself how to say no. And I think that's kind of an important thing when like if you're between classes, that's valuable time to get stuff done while you're in rhythm and in class time, you know, your brain's kind of logged in in the zone. You don't want to really get out of that and go take a nap maybe if you, unless you really need it. Um, but you know, you don't want to just go and like sit down, hang out, watch a show. Snaps in the chat for that one. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely feel that where, you know, I think it, especially students on this campus in particular, I think something that maybe faculty doesn't always understand is that you know, we're not just students. And I know that they know that, but, you know, myself was guilty of this. I myself was guilty of this. And many of my friends where it wasn't just like one club or activity, we were in like three or four. And it wasn't just that we showed up for meetings. It was like, oh yeah, I've got to organize this. I have tabling Mm -hmm. for this. And then I've got this launch happening later in the Mm -hmm. afternoon. And then I have practice. And then this weekend I've got my show. And it's just like all these things that, you know, it's so easy to, I feel like there's like this, added responsibility because it's like other people depend on me so I have to get this done but when it comes to our own workload it's like well I mean I'm the only one really holding myself accountable right. like I'll just get it done if I stay up all night on my oh own well time. it's yeah. on my own time it's not affecting anyone else and so I think sometimes that we really struggle to find that balance of you know like we like you said we need to say no more and we need to prioritize you know ourselves our own well-being but also getting our work done because it can be so easy just to say, well, I'll just do it all night tonight. I'll catch a couple hours of sleep, get up and do this all over again. And it's sustainable for a short time, but then it, you crash and burn. Like it inevitably happens. Yeah. I think something I've noticed, at least coming here, I went to a public high school where a lot of kids maybe did one activity or whatever. And I did a lot of activities and I definitely overloaded my plate. And then coming to college, I realized that everyone at my college overloads their plate. And so I think a lot of kids here are, as you said, in five, six activities doing random crazy things. And so, you know, I think time management is definitely a huge skill learned at William Mary, um, but it is not an easy one. And saying no to certain things, even when it sounds like, oh yeah, maybe I wanna be the editor-in-chief of the Flat Hat or something along those lines. Like, maybe you should just stay at your role and, you know, focus on your schoolwork because maybe the GPA matters a little bit more. So it's, it's always a balance of making decisions and obviously you wanna be as, aggressive in your career as you want, but it, it's definitely a balance. Yeah, setting those boundaries in between school and extracurriculars and everything else they have on your plate is definitely hard, but it's very important for your longevity and your success. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself am also guilty of blurring those lines and staying up all night and doing work and just crashing like a couple weeks later and it was not fun. Yeah, so I guess kind of We've talked about, you know, our pitfalls when it comes to being overachievers um, at William & Mary. Oh, wow, what a bizarre and rare thing. No one else is. Um, But what are some ways that maybe we can optimize the time between classes? Like maybe are there any tips or tricks that you found, like this really helps me to lock in 
and to help set those boundaries and to really make sure that, you know, I'm getting done, but I know I need to get done first. Or, you know, at least I've got that in the schedule somewhere. So, like, I'm not going to be staying up all night. Like, I can prioritize my health and, like, be a well-rounded and healthy student. I have two things for that. I think first is the day before kind of making sure that you plan what you're going to do, where you're going to go. Because sometimes I'll get done with class or something like that and be like, okay, maybe I'll go back home and do work. But if I've planned that I'm going to go to the library or I'm going to meet with somebody and do homework for some class, then I'll do that plan. I'm going to go to the library and follow through with that because I told myself I would the prior day. I think that's my plan of events that day. But if I don't, then maybe I'll just go relax at home, take a nap, something like that, get nothing done. The second thing that I would say is timing of caffeine. A lot of people <laughs> will take caffeine at 5 p.m. They're like, yo, I have four hours more work to do. I'm going to, you know, take a bang energy at 5, 6, 7 p.m., stay up until, you know, midnight, and then they're still charged, and then the next day they wake up, they need more caffeine, mm-hmm. right? So I think if you take it in the morning or take it, you know, noon or maybe before class or before you start work for three straight hours so that you can find that rhythm in those three hours of chunk time between classes or after class or whatever, then you really can maximize your efficiency so you don't have to be up late in the afternoon, late in the evening. I myself am also guilty of being a caffeine addict and drinking Monster Energies at random times during the day. Um, This morning I had two for breakfast. To a shocking degree, I would say. Yeah, no, no one would expect that. I'm only a little (laughs) jittery. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, no, it it definitely makes an impact. That crash at the end of the day, if if you have too much caffeine and you just get nothing done, and it gets hard to even get out of your house and go to the extracurriculars that you do have planned. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, that's such a good point about having, like, scheduling things with other people. Like, I found that as a student, my most productive times were when I met with someone, even if we weren't in the same class. And, like, I mean, yes, going over group projects, like, that's um, group projects. Anyway. um, (laughs) That's a whole other can of worms. (laughs) That's another can of worms. Uh, Maybe if you stay tuned for next week. Just kidding. I'm not making any promises. I don't know what next week is about. Um, But... You know, even, like, sometimes I'd meet a friend and, like, we'd go to a coffee shop or we'd go to the library. And, like, we both had our own work to do, but it was, like, we're meeting here and we're going to spend, like, two hours doing work. And I found that that was really, like, good for my own discipline because, you know, you're right. If not, I might finish with the class and be like, oh, well, I got, like, two hours. Maybe I'll go back home. Maybe I'll, like, wander around, like, Sadler Terrace and see if I know people, which I will. And you know, then you just kind of waste time. And so, you know, I think pocketing time and figuring out like, this is what I'm going to do my work is extremely helpful. Um, And I also think, and this was something that I would be really guilty of is I would want to sit down and do it all at once. Mm -hmm. Like I want to chunk it out. Like I'm going to sit down and write this five page paper Mm -hmm. right now and I'm not getting up till it's done. And I think that part of that was procrastination because the paper was due that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but also part of it was my inability to like stop working on things. And I think that is a very valuable skill that students need to learn that we often don't. You know, if we plan far enough in advance, it's okay to step away and only maybe write a page of that five five page paper if you know that you're going to go back the next day and write another page. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when we try to do everything all at once, there's like this massive stress that comes on to us if I have to get it done. Oh my gosh, I'm not going as fast or I'm just not feeling productive. And I just like need to, I need to, I need to. And if we can like eliminate that need to and just be like, okay, I'm working for this time block and what I get done, I get done. Mm-hmm. You know, then I think we'll be in a better place because as long as we can kind of step away, then we 
you know, we can kind of work ourselves into this like planning of having it done by the due date, but having set aside chunks of time before then that we're going to work on it. And I think that was something that I didn't start doing until like honestly right before I graduated and that I wondered why I hadn't done it sooner um, Mm -hmm. because it was so helpful just to know like I don't have to write this all at once. Right. I'm going to be back here in two days and I'm going to write more. Really specifically about that, um, I'm, I've taken a lot of public policy classes, and I was at one point an English minor. I've since dropped it, but I, I did love those classes. And I think those two cla- like types of classes combined taught me two different skills, but basically the same thing. With the policy memos for the public policy classes, if I could sit down and write one chunk, so like maybe the context, and then maybe the options the next day, and then maybe the solution that I'm recommending the, ne- the final day, then I could breeze through it you know, and chunk it out like that. And then for the English essays, a lot of times, if I one day sat down, did planning, and planned mm-hmm. out which, which part mm-hmm. I want to do, and then the next day I did research, and mm-hmm. then the next day I did you know paragraph one based on X research, and then paragraph two the next day based on Y research. And so just like chunking it out like that, just making it really, really itty-bitty chunks really has helped me kind of make big projects, especially like final papers and things like that, seem much more manageable. That speaks to the, the skill you said earlier about planning out your days beforehand. Mm-hmm. I've started doing that like for the week, yeah. Um, like Sunday night, figuring out what I actually need to do that week. Looking at my like assignment calendar and just kind of hunkering down for like twenty minutes and chunking out my time. Um, and that that seemed to have really helped me so far. Uh, I didn't start that until like the end of last semester (laughs) but now I've kind of seen that I probably should have been doing this the whole time yeah because I think it's very valuable you know um, if you fail to plan you're planning to fail and Mm. you know I think that sometimes we get really caught up and it's so easy especially when the semester gets busy when we're getting around midterms or we're getting to finals that everything just kind of snowballs and it's like ah, get all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can just like take a step back and you know even if it's week by week taking a little bit at a time, even if it's just first thing in the morning when you get up, okay, this is what I have to get done today. This is where I have to be. This is my free time and scheduling in that time. Like, you know, I, I just find that having that structure is so helpful because I think something that we really lose when we get to college and we don't lose it completely, but we lose it in a big way is that like external structure that we've had Mm -hmm. our whole lives of our parents like being like oh did you get that thing done or the teachers being like (laughs) every day like turn this in turn that in or coaches or whatever like you know in a large way we have a lot of independence and so it's really easy to just be like I'm gonna do whatever I want which you know only works for so long. (laughs) I think something that's cool about that is in high school you you have a direction you know you want to go to college Mm -hmm. maybe in in when you get to college you don't really know and so one of my favorite quotes that I heard recently is um, one who has no direction has no favorable winds, and so that kind of means like if you have if you're a sailor and you have no you have no idea which port you want to go to, then nothing that comes along will help you get to any of those ports. Mm-hmm. But if you know which port you want to go to, then you'll pick up things along the way. And so if you're you know planning out your week, you know and you know you have to get X Y Z done. These are your goals. Then you know maybe somebody will come along during the week while you're doing your accounting homework. And help you with the accounting homework if you're sitting in the business school working on that. So you never know what can happen as long as you are following your path and you have somewhere you want to go. So that's a huge reason that you just have to, from what I experienced, plan out where you're going. Yeah, I think that's that's a great point. And you know, I think it also speaks to you don't have to have like some grand like I'm going to have this career. Like right. you, you might not know it. Like right. 
I've already graduated and I'm still just kind of like, I'm doing this fun thing now, but I don't know what I'll be doing in five years, you know? So, you know, I think it's like you said, just keeping it, you know, and even going back to what you said, Sam, of just keeping it manageable and keeping it like small and chunked. And like, this is like my little goals. Like this is how we're getting to the end of this week. And, you know, each little milestone along the way, this is what, you know, I'm picking up in between classes. And that's crazy because if you really think about it, this is when the real work happens. Mm -hmm. Not when you're sitting in class, you know, listening to your professor, although you're getting a lot of valuable information, you're getting a lot of content. It's what we do with the content that really matters. Mm -hmm. And when we're using the content, that is the space in between classes. You know, how are we, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. You know, how are we journeying through our college career? Yeah. I um, I have a friend that <clears throat> he took his time between classes so religiously that he calculated it out to be about 40 hours a week that he spent in the library. And he would wow. just go every day. It was Garrison. You remember Garrison? Oh, uh, yeah. Garrison would go. Um, he still works for the school, actually. He oh, just wow. works in fraternity and sorority life still. Um, but he was so structured, he would get everything done, so he could just go home and hang out. But he would have long days in the library where he would do all his readings. He would learn all the material he was being taught, which I really did admire. Um, you know, a lot of kids, you know, that I'm friends with or maybe that I know mm-hmm. will be like, oh, I'll, I show up to class. Did I do the readings? Maybe not. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and wing it. But um, so I think his ability to go in lock in you know maybe he wasn't super efficient in there but he did put in the hours in the library in between every single class um so i think that was really huge for him and i think that'll pay dividends for his future endeavors too yeah and i think you know kind of when we talk about doing hard work and you know things such as like resilience or discipline you know i think it's easy to think that a lot of it comes from motivation like oh i get motivated to do my homework i am mm-hmm. I'm, I'm motivated to do my research or to do my readings and that's not true. I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys are gym rats or enjoy going to the gym. Um, I do. And so, you know, something that you're always seeing is it's not, you know, I, I'm not motivated. I am consistent and I'm, you know, I'm disciplined. I might not want to go to the gym and work out, but if it's scheduled, I'm going. Mm-hmm. It might not be a great workout, but it's a workout. And I think the same is kind of true when we think about academics. Like maybe you aren't super productive in the library, but you got more done in the library than you would have if you had not gone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think kind of having that mindset of just being consistent, you know, being consistent for yourself, being consistent and, you know, having discipline with yourself, it's going to get you really far. I think the first and hardest step a lot of times is just getting in the door. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a habit of going home after class, leaving home, going back to class, kind of back and forth, once you maybe break that habit, start making a new habit of going to the library, going to a private classroom, something along those lines, then you will actually start to spend more time there, be more productive over time. But it starts with like habit changing actions. Yeah, I find that's the most productive part of my day in between classes, just sitting down, grinding it out, maybe getting prepared for the next class, and something along those lines. But like every little bit counts, every little chunk of time that I have um, really does matter. It's funny you say that. Sometimes I find that in classes where maybe I don't need to pay attention or something mm-hmm. along those lines, I'll find those to be the most productive times when I'm multitasking, maybe taking notes, but also doing something for Steely or doing something for you know my parents or something like that. I'll get a lot done in that time. And then yeah, I've, I've had maybe that experience not too. <laughs> I, I, I wrote a paper in one of my other classes the other week, and yeah. I kind of did feel bad about it, but... 
I wonder I what was that very says. Productive. <laughs> I wonder what that says about being in an academic setting, getting work done. You know, maybe being in a group setting, writing papers or doing whatever is productive. I don't, I don't know what that means, but do you? It's definitely something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, if you ever need anything, there's lots of Diet Coke to keep you going. Mm-hmm. And Pepsi. It's abundant. Uh, Diet Coke. <laughs> but also Pepsi. Family ties, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us as we discussed the space between classes, what gets done, what doesn't get done, and the kind of caffeinated beverages that we prefer to drink. This is the Steely Podcast. This podcast was brought to you by the letters S for studio, T for teaching, L for learning, and I for innovation. Steely. Visit us on our website at steely.wm.edu.